This is an audio version of The AI Triad and What It Means for National Security Strategy by Ben Buchanan. Published in August 2020 by the Centre for Security and Emerging Technology, or CSET. This is included as one of the core readings in the AI Safety Fundamentals Governance Curriculum. A single sentence can summarise the complexities of modern artificial intelligence. Machine learning systems use computing power to execute algorithms that learn from data. Everything national security policymakers truly need to know about a technology that seems simultaneously trendy, powerful and mysterious is captured in those 13 words. They specify a paradigm for modern AI, machine learning, in which machines draw their own insights from data, unlike the human-driven expert systems of the past. The same sentence also introduces the AI triad of algorithms, data and computing power. Each element is vital to the power of machine learning systems, though their relative priority changes based on technological developments. Algorithms govern how machine learning systems process information and make decisions. Three main classes of algorithms are common today. Supervised learning, which draws insights from structured data sets. Unsupervised learning, which excels at finding structure or clusters in unorganized data sets. And reinforcement learning which builds up a machine learning system's capability through trial and error. Usually, these algorithms run on neural networks, a type of computer program architecture. Neural networks provide enormous flexibility and power, but come with their own trade-offs, chiefly the lack of transparency behind their reasoning. Data is often, though not always, how machine learning systems learn about the world. If a fact is not in the data provided to the machine, the system will never learn it, especially in the case of supervised learning. Acquiring larger and more representative data sets can further empower machine learning systems. Without such data sets, bias can creep into systems, causing them to perform poorly in hard-to-detect ways. Often overlooked, computing power is increasingly essential as algorithms grow more complex and data sets larger. The past eight years have seen a revolution in the amount of computing power applied to cutting-edge machine learning, expanding by a factor of several hundred thousand. Computing power increasingly affects the performance of machine learning systems and presents a significant cost during system development. Each part of the triad offers its own policy levers. Algorithmic progress depends on a nation acquiring and developing talented machine learning researchers. Larger and better data sets require tricky policy choices involving bias, privacy and cybersecurity. Computing power can provide a point of leverage for export controls in foreign policy, as well as a bottleneck for AI research at home. In order to judiciously wield the levers available in AI policy, policymakers must first understand the technology itself and how it will reshape national security. The concept of the AI triad is one framework for doing so. Audio note, the excerpt from the curriculum now skips to the section The AI Triad. The introduction is not included in this excerpt and has been omitted here. It begins with a heading. Algorithms. An algorithm is a series of instructions for processing information. Schoolchildren, for example, are taught the algorithm PEMDAS for the order of operations in solving math problems. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. When given information such as the problems 7 plus 5, open parentheses, 1 plus 3, close parentheses, the algorithm tells them explicitly how to process it. 
First, add 1 and 3 in the parentheses, then take the resulting 4 and multiply it by the 5 next to it, and finally add the resulting 20 to the 7. Another algorithm, one that works from left to right and ignores order of operations, processes the information differently, adding 7 to 5, multiplying by 1, and then adding 3. It yields a different and incorrect answer. In the same way, computer programmers issue direct instructions, algorithms, to their systems on how to process information. These algorithms often contain conditional logic, if this, then that, specifying that a program should do one thing with one set of information, but a different thing with a different set of information. For decades, engineers built AI programs with a similar kind of design. As mentioned in the introduction, Deep Blue's defeat of chess champion Garry Kasparov was enabled by a detailed series of direct instructions, culled from grandmasters that guided that program's play in the tournament match. Machine learning is different. Machine learning algorithms do not apply explicit strategies or directions provided by humans. Instead, these algorithms derive their own insights from datasets and use these insights as a basis for operation. To do this, machine learning systems often deploy deep learning or neural networks, the technical details of which are not important for this paper. Using these networks, a machine learning algorithm might discover the PEMDAS system from studying reams of solved equations and working backward to find the rules. Machine learning can do more than just reverse engineer rules. It can solve problems much less structured and well-defined. Consider an analogy of teaching a robot to play with Legos. In one approach to training the robot, a human gives it the exact Legos required to build a certain structure and step-by-step assembly instructions. A robot with enough physical dexterity, no small feat but irrelevant in this context, will be able to assemble the pieces. So too can traditional software programs execute certain instructions. In this approach, the human is the architect and the robot the builder. Asked to build something new with limited pieces and no instructions, the robot will likely underwhelm, just as many traditional kinds of AI failed when asked to perform complex tasks or adapt to unforeseen situations. The robot has been programmed to follow human-given guidance and cannot succeed without it. In a different approach to Lego construction, the robot is both the architect and the builder. The human, meanwhile, offers only evaluation and feedback, providing some examples of previous successful and failed structures very little current direction. Through trial and error, the robot will attempt various approaches, getting feedback from the human each time and learning iteratively which sorts of structures earn praise. The robot will eventually learn to build new structures without instructions or preset designs. The second approach to developing skill with Legos will likely take longer than one predicated on following directions, but will also yield a robot far more capable and versatile, and Lego creations that are much more creative. However, this creativity comes at a price. In the first approach, the robot will act in a way entirely comprehensible to humans, executing human commands. In the second approach, the robot gains the freedom to design as well as to build, but cannot explain why it makes the design choices it does. The robot might consistently make beautiful Lego creations, but will not have the capacity to explain its own reasoning in a step-by-step way. This inability to explain is one of the most challenging aspects of current machine learning systems. While perhaps inconsequential for Lego structures, 
lack of explainability raises legal and ethical concerns in other areas. This example gives some intuition for how machine learning algorithms gain power from data and feedback instead of through explicit commands, as well as some of the limitations of that approach. Looking at the broad classes of machine learning algorithms can enable us to go deeper still. These three approaches are known as supervised learning, unsupervised learning, and reinforcement learning. Neural networks are often used to implement all three types of algorithms. A supervised learning algorithm derives patterns from well-organized data usually provided by humans. Once developed, the system can then deploy these pattern recognition capabilities in new situations. For example, in a commercial application, machine learning engineers might give a pattern recognition algorithm data on thousands of car sales in the United States, including the make, model, year, and condition of each car sold, plus information on additional features. This data serves as the foundation for building pattern recognition capabilities. In a supervised learning system, the algorithm is also given the completed sale price for all of these sales. This price reflects how much humans value cars with different features. The algorithm then determines what it thinks the relationship is between various features of the car and the amount the customer ultimately paid. In doing so, it derives insights both large and small, such as that newer cars with fewer miles are likely to sell for more and that extras like sunroofs increase a car's value. This is known as training the system. With these insights assembled, the supervised learning algorithm is ready to attempt a task called inference. In this case, inference involves making a prediction about the future sale price of a car still on the market, given the information known about the car. The system is likely to be very good at inference if well-trained. If it had poor training data or was poorly calibrated, it is likely to fail. In general, well-trained supervised learning algorithms prove adept at forecasting a wide variety of outcomes, from spam filters to housing markets, and even including predictions like the resale value of fine wine. What could supervised learning do for national security? Perhaps the same kinds of algorithms that can predict car sales or identify lung cancers in CT scans can predict terrorist attacks or help sort through large numbers of satellite intelligence photos. The United States military made a substantial investment in this area in 2017 when it announced the creation of the Algorithmic Warfare Cross-Functional Team, better known as Project MAVEN. One of the team's first tasks was to apply supervised learning to photos and videos collected by US drones around the world. Another task was using supervised learning to better predict equipment failures in special operations helicopters. Then Deputy Secretary of Defence Robert Work made clear that he saw these efforts as the first of many military forays into machine learning, writing that the Defence Department, quote, must integrate artificial intelligence and machine learning more effectively across operations to maintain advantages over increasingly capable adversaries and competitors. End quote. For all their power, supervised learning algorithms still have limits. They depend on having the right answer, in quotes, for the data provided to the algorithm, such as prices on past car sales, examples of human-analyzed intelligence photos, and helicopter maintenance records. Without these right answers from which to learn, supervised learning systems cannot derive the patterns needed to make predictions for new data. If absent from the training data, a supervised learning system will never know it. This is where unsupervised learning algorithms come in. Unsupervised learning thrives when there isn't a neat, well-organized set of data with the right answer provided for each data point. These algorithms can help disentangle complex webs of data and provide some structure. 
For example, one of the most common tasks for advertisers and politicians is to know their market. While they can gather data, their customers and constituents represent a vast group, rife with patterns but also contradictions and complexity. Making sense of the market might mean segmenting or clustering this large group into a series of more meaningful smaller groups. With these smaller groups identified, advertisers and politicians can target and tailor their messages more effectively. Some ways of clustering this data are obvious, such as filtering based on age, gender or ethnicity. Other clusters are less apparent, but unsupervised learning can help identify them. Much of the online advertising space is based on more nuanced algorithmic clustering than age, gender or ethnicity, or even a combination of all three. Rather, advertisers seek information including online history, purchases and expressed interests to feed into unsupervised learning algorithms. The systems produce smaller and more accurate clusters, often grouping users based on combinations of interests and personal characteristics. Advertisers can then tailor their marketing to the audiences most receptive to it. What works for advertisers could also work for propagandists. The business of generating and distributing disinformation is, unfortunately, an intrinsic part of modern geopolitics, and AI prompts significant concerns in this regard. The 2016 Russian election interference campaign demonstrated what happens when hackers and propagandists work together. In some respects, clustering algorithms shaped the terrain upon which their information operations unfolded. The Facebook ad-targeting algorithm used by the Russians to deploy the ads they purchased, depended in part on clustering users, as do the algorithms helping posts go viral. It remains to be seen how unsupervised learning will enable the targeting of future propaganda efforts. Neither supervised nor unsupervised learning excels at the long-term strategic assessment and planning integral to national security. A third type of algorithm, reinforcement learning, can help. These algorithms are especially powerful in areas with a clearly defined environment, such as in board or video games. Through trial and error, they make decisions and receive feedback from the environment. A reinforcement learning algorithm, for example, may be awarded points for finding moves leading to victory in a game, but docked points for moves resulting in defeat. As they seek to maximise rewards, the algorithms improve over time at navigating the environment and performing tasks, sometimes even surpassing human capacity. DeepMind, a Google-owned leading research lab, deployed reinforcement learning to great success in its program AlphaZero, which could beat all humans and computers at the board games Go, Chess and Shogi. Its success at Go, an ancient board game originating in Asia, is notable because of the game's complexity. There are more possible positions on the Go board than atoms in the universe. In fact, there are more possible positions on the Go board than total atoms if every atom in the universe contained a universe of atoms within it. With this many possibilities, calculating a path to victory is impossible, even for a computer. Players must use intuition to win. The adaptive nature of reinforcement learning has proven better at this kind of strategic intuition on the Go board than supervised or unsupervised learning, or, for that matter, human intelligence. Reinforcement learning algorithms also have applications in national security. After creating AlphaZero, DeepMind used reinforcement learning as a key part of a program called AlphaStar, attaining Grandmaster status at the strategy video game StarCraft II. The algorithm's success was remarkable, as StarCraft requires more decisions than Go, unfolds in real time rather than in discrete turns, and offers only imperfect information. Players do not see all their opponent's moves, 
and opponents can actively deceive one another. For these reasons, StarCraft is a much closer proxy for military strategy than Go. AlphaStar's success signals the increasing strategic relevance of reinforcement learning. Another notable area of reinforcement learning success is robotics. The algorithm makes a decision, the robot carries it out, and the robot's sensors detect how the environment responds, and whether that response was good or bad. For this reason, reinforcement learning appears in some self-driving car technology. It could also power autonomous military vehicles or aircraft capable of swarming targets at high speed or using complex tactics in real time. In battlefield environments with degraded or non-existent command and control capabilities, reinforcement learning algorithms capable of making decisions on their own could be essential. Heading. Data. Data is the new oil, or so we're told. The phrase has become a cliché, mentioned everywhere from corporate marketing to presidential debates. It's easy to see why observers make this comparison. As the previous overview of algorithms shows, data, information about the area of focus of the machine learning system, such as car sales or drone videos, is crucial, especially for supervised learning. Without it, there would be no patterns to recognise, and many algorithms would be much less effective if they worked at all. One foundational study in 2001 suggested that the amount of training data available mattered more than the algorithm used. The amount of training data has a large role in developing machine learning system effectiveness. For example, in the case of car sales, if the data on future car sale prices given to the supervised learning algorithm was minimal, it might be dominated by outliers. A car in the dataset might have sold for a lower price because it was a transaction between friends, or because the car had a flaw obvious to the buyer but not captured in the data. These outliers average out in larger datasets and diminish in relevance. All else being equal, larger and more representative datasets better capture the real world. A small dataset of car sales might not include any sales from niche but important car manufacturers like Ferrari, since many more Toyotas and Chevrolets are sold. In this case, when the machine learning system predicts the sale price of a luxury car, it will more likely fail, given the lack of relevant training data. Thus, in machine learning, as in other kinds of statistics, a fuller and broader sample size is usually better. Yet, data collection can itself present a challenge. For this reason, among others, companies with direct access to large amounts of consumer data, such as Facebook, Google and Amazon, are market leaders. Once gathered, data must be organised, stored and made accessible all of which are technically and organisationally challenging. Legal and regulatory hurdles, especially around privacy, also constrain what organisations can do throughout the process of assembling a large dataset. Crucially, not just the amount of data matters, but also the salience of that data to the problem at hand. An infinite amount of data on bike sales, for example, is unlikely to provide much value in deriving patterns about car prices. Those designing and building machine learning systems need a well-defined problem and data relevant to that problem. This demand for specific data makes it difficult to judge the value of data in the abstract, especially across sectors and countries. Chinese companies, for example, might have granular insights on app-based food deliveries in their country, but that data is unlikely to improve Chinese military competitiveness. One final component of data merits discussion especially for supervised learning systems, the accuracy of the right answer in the training data. It is common for training data to exhibit some kind of bias. When this occurs, 
The machine learning system can absorb this bias in the same way it learns other patterns in the training data. For example, a planned Amazon system for scanning resumes was scrapped for discriminating against women, likely because the training data given to the system, past hiring decisions, exhibited an anti-woman bias. Biased data could amplify the aforementioned problem of explainability. When machine learning systems do inherit biases from their training data, they can make biased decisions without explaining why. A machine learning system can thus take the biased data and present it as impartial. One researcher and entrepreneur called machine learning money laundering for bias, as flawed algorithmic outputs tend to be viewed as fair and objective. This problem can cause machine learning systems to fail in particularly insidious, if unintentional, ways. For example, if a machine learning system designed to help spot terrorists developed a bias against a certain ethnicity, it might consistently recommend more scrutiny for innocent people of that ethnicity, while ignoring suspects of other ethnicities, or without ever telling its human operators that ethnicity was a key factor in its recommendations. Heading. Computing power. In many parts of the modern world, computers are commodities. Whereas desktop and laptop computer manufacturers once competed on the speed and power of their processors and graphics cards, most modern computer users, save perhaps for cryptocurrency miners and hardcore video gamers, have no idea what kind of computer chips they use every day. In the context of AI, however, to ignore computing power, or compute to the machine learning technology, is to make an enormous mistake. Largely overlooked by news media and in other popular narratives, Compute has underpinned a great deal of modern AI progress. Rich Sutton, widely considered one of the founders of modern AI, called the centrality of compute the bitter lesson of machine learning, and one that researchers have been slow to learn. He contended that the preeminence of compute is uncomfortable because it reduces the role of humans in building AI. Sutton argued that a great deal of AI progress has been enabled not by making systems more similar to humans, or by imparting more human knowledge to computers, but rather by giving machine learning systems greater processing power to learn on their own. In this view, the architecture of an algorithm and the data of human knowledge are simply less significant than the computer hardware enabling machine learning. If Sutton is right, then compute may well be the most important part of the triad. Indeed, ample evidence shows that compute correlates strongly with AI advancements. OpenAI studied how compute drove AI progress from 2012 to 2018. What they found was remarkable. During that period, which was filled with tremendous AI achievements, the amount of compute applied to the training of top AI projects increased by a factor of 300,000. To put that into context, if a cell phone battery lasted one day in 2012 and increased at the same rate, in 2018 that battery would last more than 800 years. This increasingly potent computer power leads to breakthroughs otherwise inaccessible. For example, XD Huang, a leading Microsoft AI researcher, believes the transition to graphics processing units to better execute machine learning calculations was the real weapon, in quotes, that enabled a great deal of Microsoft's advances. Some projects, he said, would have taken as much as five more years to complete without the increased compute. In other cases, the amount of compute given to a machine learning system helps shape the power of that system. For example, OpenAI developed four versions of GPT-2, the precursor to the GPT-3 system mentioned in the introduction, which takes a prompt from a user and generates text in response. These four versions differed in their number of parameters, with more parameters requiring more compute to train. 
The training data and the overall algorithmic design remained the same for each. The difference in parameters significantly changed performance. The biggest system emerged so powerful that OpenAI delayed its public release for months because of potential national security concerns, such as automated propaganda operations. In OpenAI's view, the difference in number of parameters meant the difference between a fun, impressive and harmless system and one so powerful that it had to be kept locked away until its dangers could be studied. A controversial and unusual decision in the machine learning research community, which has a strong preference for openness. Three factors have driven this tremendous increase in compute. First, there is the continued drumbeat of Moore's Law. Famously, Intel CEO and co-founder Gordon Moore suggested that computing power would double every 24 months as a result of improved processor engineering. But even Moore's Law would predict a much smaller increase in compute applied to AI systems than what has occurred in recent years. The second factor is the increased application of parallelized computing in machine learning chips. Parallelization enables many computer chips to train a machine learning system at the exact same time. Like an orchestra playing a symphony, the tasks involved in training are divided into many parts and managed all at once. While the idea of parallelization has been around for years, modern systems take it to an extreme degree, with hundreds of processes working simultaneously. The third factor is the increased efficiency of machine learning computer chips. Running machine learning algorithms is different from running an Excel spreadsheet or a web browser. As discussed, the former uses neural networks to learn from data, while the latter executes direct human instructions. As a result, the kinds of optimizations present within typical computer chips and operating systems do not yield the same gains in efficiency in machine learning calculations. Yet, specialized chips can be built and tailored to run machine learning algorithms much more efficiently. From 2012 to today, several paradigm shifts in machine learning compute have occurred. Transitioning the industry from regular compute processes to graphics processing units to dedicated chips built for efficiency in machine learning. None of these three factors comes cheap. Even though Moore's law seems poised to continue for a few more years, the production of new chip factories increases in cost and complexity as semiconductor engineering problems get harder. The growing parallelization of machines is a boon, but purchasing more machines adds expense. The increased efficiency from custom-built chips specialized for machine learning has enabled significant advances, but requires large investments to design and build new hardware. As attaining compute continues to grow more expensive and complex, it increasingly becomes a bottleneck for machine learning researchers and relevant for national security policymakers. That's the end of the excerpt included in the AI Safety Fundamentals course Governance Curriculum. This was an audio version of The AI Triad and What It Means for National Security Strategy by Ben Buchanan, published in August 2020 by the Center for Security and Emerging Technology, CSET. This recording was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.